All right, Tuesday night and we are live. Hope everybody's doing good. As always, be blessed in Jesus. Mighty name, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. All right, we got to hop right into this tonight. And we had the weirdest thing again, you know, this, I've, I've got to keep a, a list, although I've, I think that the audience is, gets bored with my list. I'll just be honest with you. Because <laughs> I read my list and I don't know how many people are excited about it, but you know, the Biden first list, the things I've never seen uh, in my 55 years on planet Earth that I've seen over the last um, three years of 15 days to flatten the curve, all the, the very, you know, all the various firsts of the Biden administration. Well, we have one. In, we have one again. Again, I'm 55 <laughs> years old. I remember in all honesty, I remember presidencies all the way back to Jimmy Carter. Now, I was just a little kid with Jimmy Carter, but I remember the day that Jimmy Carter got elected. I remember. But I do remember almost all of the Reagan administration, uh, Bush won, all of Clinton, of course. My first uh, election I voted in was uh, to elect George uh, Herbert Walker Bush. Um, and then voted in the next one when Clinton won, but I voted for Bush again, whatever. But anyway, so I, I remember all these things all the way back to Reagan now. So that's 1980 all the way up to today, which is what, 43 years. So I had 43 years then. And I've never, ever seen a defense secretary go MIA <laughs> for five freaking days. Three days without the president knowing where he was. The press didn't know for five days. And, and Joe Biden didn't know for three days where his defense secretary was. And I know all of you have seen this in nauseam. Hopefully I break it down a little bit deeper than what you've seen. I don't know. But it's truly amazing. Again, it's just another first. I, I've never seen us leave $86 billion worth of advanced uh, American military uh, equipment on the ground anywhere. I've, I've never seen that happen. Right. I've, I've never seen an open, completely and totally open southern border. You're like, come on, under Barack Hussein Obama, it was open. No, no, folks, listen, I couldn't stand Obama. He used to be the worst president in history until Biden some miraculously came in <laughs> and, 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 and made himself the worst president in history. But... That, that border, you know, there's probably 10,000, 15,000 a month coming through. Maybe maybe more, 20,000 a month illegals crossing the border. That we know about, and again, according to CBP statistics, it's one to five times that many. We know that at any given time. Trump added down to 8,000 a month. Biden's got it up to 12,000 a day that are crossing the southern border. <laughs> Never thought we'd see all of those records, 350,000 in a month. And again, those are the, that's the CBP statistics, statistics. That's who they have documented, and that's who they've seen get away. Not the, all those that have crossed the southern border that they've never seen. Just always remember that. When you see these unbelievable statistics of 315,000 people illegally crossing the border in a month, remember it's actually at least 630,000 that have crossed that month. Right. Remember, you guys, you've got to remember that. When you see... Well, all the campaign ads come out that Biden has let in seven to ten million people illegal uh, illegals into the country from 142 various countries. That it's not really seven to ten million; it starts at fourteen to twenty million. Yeah. So at least two New York cities have been let in by Joe Robinette Biden in three years into our country, and all those cities are being overwhelmed now. But we'll get to that. So we have a missing a missing in action. Uh, D Defense Secretary Raytheon's own <laughs> Lloyd Austin. So he he decides he's going to disappear. Now listen, I hope he's I hope he's well. Turns out he's hospital. I believe it's uh, a prostate cancer related surgery, and wish him well. Hope he gets better. 
But you know who was covering our country for three days? Well, nobody does. We now know that the person who is covering the country, and remember now, the defense secretary is sixth in line to the president. Yeah. So one missile attack blows up everybody, and they don't even know where number six is. Right. He's a Walter Reed and didn't tell anybody. He's in Walter Reed for days. Now, you need to always remember this, too, as we watch these things, because I know that this isn't covered in the material that I'm going to show you, is that these people have 20, 30 times the amount of staff they actually need. I mean, again, I've told you this before, but I worked a detail when Michelle Obama, where we were unfortunate enough here in Sarasota County <laughs> to get a Michelle Obama visit. And I worked the detail on that, you know, as a police officer back at the time, back in the day, I don't know what year it was, 2009, 2010, whatever it was. But anyway, she had, I don't know, 30, 40 cars. And then all of the Sarasota Police Department, all the Sarasota County Sheriff's Office, the feds, everybody else, blocking everything off so she can go traipsing off to some island off the coast of Sarasota. Ugh. They, have, they have 30, 40 times the amount of staff, and nobody can make a phone call for Lloyd Austin. Nobody, nobody can make a phone call and says, you know what, I've got to check into Walter Reed. And again, I hope he gets better. I hope he's fine. But I'm just saying, nobody can make a phone call? And then the worst of it is we have an administration that's in place with, with President Pudding Pop that <laughs> has no idea. And by the way, you all, everybody realized that the Secret Service is surrounding, there's a Secret Service detail for Lloyd Austin. Everybody knows that, right? Yeah. So the Secret Service can't contact the Secret Service. See, when you have, when you have an idiot in charge, that makes the entire administration idiotic. As we've seen, I mean, you've seen it. Whether it's Alejandro Mayorkas, Kamala Harris, uh, Christopher Ray, and I know he was came in under Trump, but he, uh, obviously Biden could have gotten rid of him, but didn't because he's a Democratic Party Gestapo member. You know, you have various other anti Anthony Blinken, of course, Lord Austin's an idiot too. I wish him well, but he's an idiot. We know that. Matt, remember, he's the one you see him uh, inspecting his troops. He's got the spit shield on and the N95 underneath the spit shield and seven times vaxxed. But, and again, everybody see my shirt tonight. There you go, right there. Very proud, very proud. I guess it would be a PP, PPB, proud, pure blood. <laughs> but anyway, so he disappears for three days to the president, three to, 72 hours, the, the, the same amount of time as the Baker Act, 72 hours, and in five days where absolutely nobody on planet Earth knew where he was at. Maybe it was five days for the, Trump, for the Biden administration also. Well, here's Cash Patel. On with Steve, uh, on with Steve Bannon, explain it to us. Play it for me. Thoughts, sir. <clears throat> Steve, it's great to be with you. Look, this is very simple. This is about the National Command Authority of the United States of America, delegated by the Constitution of the United States Congress. And what that means is the law requires an unbroken chain of command from the President of the United States to his Secretary of Defense, because the no-fail mission of the United States is the single most important mission on God's green earth. And when the Secretary of Defense is absent from his duties, which is permissible, he must notify the White House and the Commander-in-Chief and the Chain of Command Authority at the Department of Defense so they can execute and implement the gaps necessary to strategically defend this nation. Why, you ask, is this so important? What if President Biden picked up the phone and says, hey, we got an American hostage in Africa? What if he picks up the phone and said, hey, we got a two-front war in Ukraine and Israel? How about a terrorist situation in Southeast Asia? No one is saying the Secretary of Defense can't treat to his illness or get better. What we are saying is he lied to the American people 
withheld his illness, did not inform the chain of command, and most importantly, jeopardized the safety of the men and women who wear our uniform to protect this nation and the world because he thought in his egotistical mind that he could hide his illness from the world and not have anyone cover it. Then he lied about it. And after that, he failed to inform his number two, the deputy secretary of defense, who was on vacation, that he was even out of the office, ill and unable to complete the command authority mission of the Constitution of the United States. For those reasons and those reasons alone, he must resign. I put out a powerful op-ed on the Gateway Pundit on this very issue. This is one of the most grotesque failures of national security by any secretary of defense in the United States history. And all you have to do is ask yourself this, Steve. The United States military isn't ready 97% of the time for 97% of the time. We do reps and sets for 100% of the time for every day, 24-7, 365. What if one of President Trump's secretaries of defense took four days off and didn't tell him and then blamed the chief of staff for not passing the note at a study hall? That is total garbage. Yeah, and make sure that you get the logistics on this. We have China basically encircling and doing war games against Taiwan. We have what's going on in Gaza with Israel. We have the Ukraine war. We have $86 billion of our military equipment on the ground in, Afghan, in, in Afghanistan, the People's Liberation Army, which has made them 26th largest army on the planet. We have all that going on. With Basically, we all know that China's taken over Bagram Air Force Base. And we have a de defense secretary who nobody knows where on earth he is. <laughs> I mean, imagine that. Imagine this situation. We have, a, we have a closed southern border. No, we have a wide open southern border. $86 billion worth of American uh, military equipment on the ground. Taiwan, Gaza, Ukraine, Iran right now, of course. Yeah. We, we have various drone strikes against Americans and American soldiers uh, right now. We have the Houthis attacking the, American, uh, uh, the United States Navy. We have all this going on right now. And Lloyd Austin, nobody knows where he is. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine that? And can you imagine if this happened under the Trump administration? And then one of the greatest things, again, with more of the logistics on this, Kathleen, uh, Kathleen Hicks, of course, has to be a woman. Of course, it has to be a woman. That's the qualifying factor. Yep. You know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what your merit is. It doesn't matter how many years of service you have. It doesn't matter how good you are, how bad you are, anything else. It matters who you have sex with and what gender you identify as. That's all that matters. Well, Kathleen Hicks is the assistant uh, defense secretary. And she's in, right now, in Puerto Rico. <laughs> and she had no idea for a minimum of three days where Lloyd Austin was or that she was the de facto defense secretary. Oh, my gosh. For three days, she's in there. And then, then she finds out that she's in charge. Does she come back? <laughs> no. She runs the defense department from Puerto Rico. <laughs> she stays on vacation, runs it via Zoom calls. What is it? Is this some kind of COVID thing? It's truly, I mean, you, again, I've said this from day one. And yet you always have to weigh, and, and there is no third choice except all of the above, is these people are either completely out of their element, out of their, out, out of their ability, uh, out of their cognitive ability, whatever it may be. They're completely out of their league, the entire Biden administration, whether it's Mayorkas, uh, Anthony Blinken, uh, Lloyd Austin, anybody you want to name, Javier Bacaria, Bachera, <laughs> all of these idiots, Corinne Jean-Pierre, I'm just about to show you, whose sole qualification to be the White House press secretary is that she's a lesbian black woman. That's her qualification, as we can tell by her galactic stupidity. But these people are completely out of their element. They have no idea what they're doing or they're... They are agenda-driven, and that agenda is galactic evil. You, you get to pick A, 
B or C, which is all of the above. That's it. There's not, I mean, what, what has the Biden administration done that's good? Do you, know, do you everybody realize right now that we are accumulating debt at basically a trillion dollars a quarter? That's where we're at. We will crest over. We just, I mean, again, we were at $31 trillion in June. Did everybody get this? Yeah, it's crazy. $31 trillion in June. We're at 34 now, and we're estimated to be at 35 by May. Trillion dollars. That's, that's what Biden is doing. Why? To hype up inflation is because if you're Anthony Fauci and you're worth 30, 40, 50 million dollars and you made 14 million on COVID alone and that was in 2022, it doesn't matter to you that a carton of eggs costs $37. I mean, you need to always think about it. A million dollars is a thousand thousands. A billion is a thousand millions. They don't care. So they can hyper, hype, hyper inflate our currency, bring in hyperinflation, and has no affect on them whatsoever. But it makes you, it makes us potentially not, I mean, again, I use that loosely. If you're a tither, you're a giver, you're a born-again believer, you're in God's economy, and none of this plays any part with you. You've just chosen to not participate. That's how I am. So when I say us, I'm not necessarily talking about myself. I'm just saying everybody who, get, who gets affected by these things is not a bourgeois leftist elitist. Well, the purpose is, is to hyperinflate everything so that you have to run to them for government housing and a guaranteed monthly income. And I have a whole stack here called Cabal C. It's Cabal Finance. I keep not getting to it. And whenever I do the finance stuff, nobody likes it. And so, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to do it, but I mean, I, it, it, nobody really likes it as much. But, and, I, and I do all kinds of stuff nobody likes. I'm just telling you, I watch the, whenever I talk about abortion, it's amazing. 30 or 40, I'll lose 30, 40, 50, 60, 100 viewers right now. As soon as I talk about abortion, like I mean, it's amazing because people want to talk about COVID and all that conspiracy. Well, okay, I get it, and it's very uh, one world order, uh, up, you know, all of that stuff. Vaccine passports, uh, CBDC, all that's linked in with the COVID agenda and all of that. Leverage you into one world commerce system, but when you're butchering 41 million people a year, I mean that kind of trumps all conspiracy, doesn't it? And that's what's happened. That's what happened in 2023. That's what will happen this year. That's what happened in 2022. One. 20, 19, 18, 17, 16, 20, 40, 40 to 60 million babies per year. So, I mean, and people want to talk about various conspiracies. We, we, have, we have Hitler times, I don't know, five every year yeah. going on around the world right now. But anyway, so here, here is Karine Jean-Pierre, which in case you haven't heard this, whose sole qualification to be the White House press secretary is that she's a black lesbian. So here she is, Sarah Rose video, Lloyd Austin goes MIA. During the midst of world chaos for elective surgery, it wasn't elective, by the way. That's, was, that was actually just a uh, rumor. Although we don't, nobody has confirmed anything yet, which turned out to be, pro oh, she got it right, prostate cancer surgery and failed to tell the Biden regime. Here's the explanation coming from the Biden administration. Play it for me, other. How did the president not know until this morning that it was cancer? How did five days go without knowing the death? That is something that we're trying to find. No, I hear you, but that is something that we are going to get a sense of this process, right? That's why they're going to do a review. That's why the Pentagon's going to do a review. That's why the chief of staff put out a memo to cabinet, uh, cabinet uh, to the cabinets on protocols here to get a sense of what, uh, how they've been moving with this process and how we're going to continue to move forward. We do not want this to happen again, obviously, uh, but. You know, we're going to get a better sense once the Pentagon does the 30-day review uh, to see how this occurred. Obviously, this is not something we want to see. 
She sounds like an ARC church pastor, a lukewarm <laughs> church pastor. And see, all these, all these modern evangelical, I'm evangelical, I'm just saying, all these quote-unquote modern evangelical churches, uh, we want to get a sense of the process. It's like, oh, you know, we're going we're gonna to camp here. <laughs> <laughs> are you tracking with me? Yeah, yeah are you tra- <laughs> if you think more, Aaron, just yell, just yell them out. Are you tracking with me? We're, we're going to camp right here. You catching what I'm throwing? You catching what I'm throwing, yeah. I mean, all the, right, the modern-day stupid, what, about basically just... Projecting to you, I'm about to preach nothing to you. <laughs> For when they speak great swelling words of emptiness, they allure through the lust of the flesh, through lewdness, the ones who have actually escaped from those who live in error, 2 Peter 2.18. So we're going to get a sense of the process. See, so you hear, make sure you hear again the logistics in this. For three days, they had no idea what Lloyd Austin was, didn't know he was in the hospital. CIA, I mean, the CIA, the Secret Service didn't communicate with one another. Lloyd Austin or any of his... He has 30 to 40 times the necessary staff. Not one of them called Joe Biden. He didn't call Joe Biden. His staff didn't call Joe Biden's staff. His staff didn't call Kamala Harris's staff. His staff didn't call, what's her stupid name again? Kathleen Hicks, <laughs> his assistant secretary of defense. Nobody, for three days, nobody, we had no defense secretary. And then, and then Biden didn't even know why he was in the hospital for five days. <laughs> I mean, they didn't know whether he was wounded, whether he was alive or dead. I had no idea why he was in the hospital. Didn't know if he was in critical care. He turned out he was. Nothing. No idea. I mean, imagine. this. These are the people who are in control of our nuclear weapon silos. Right. These people, totally out of their league, out of their element, are in control of our nuclear missile silos. And they have no idea where the defense secretary is. None. For three days, and then once they find out, they, they, they find out, okay, he's in the hospital. Uh, for what? They don't know whether he's in a coma. They don't know whether he's being kept alive on machines. They have no idea. And the assistant, sec- the assistant uh, defense secretary, Kathleen Hicks, wasn't told for three days. And then she doesn't even return back. She doesn't want her inconvenience her own vacation. So she doesn't come back from Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. She just stays there and runs the defense department while on vacation via her cell phone. So we have Ukraine, Taiwan, our military equipment in Afghan with the, of course, China running amok. We have the Houthis attacking the United States Navy. And we have Kathleen Hicks, who, of course, is completely out of her element, not at all remotely qualified to run the Defense Department. She's in Puerto Rico on her, on her iPhone <laughs> running America's war efforts around the freaking world. That's the Biden administration. I would love to hear a defense from this from any leftist pundit. Please, any any leftist commentator, please give me a reasonable explanation. I mean, again, I'm still waiting for a reasonable explanation of why Joe Biden used pseudonyms on official governmental emails 5,000 times. Robert L. Peters, Stingray 67. I'm, and I, I would love to have a reasonable explanation of why Joe Biden was on a conference call that he was told by his, as vice president, he was told by his staff, um, the president of Ukraine is waiting. So he was warned five minutes in advance. Are you and your son ready? Why, why is Joe, I mean, again, if you're a liberal pundit, I don't liberal, I use loosely, leftist pundit, tell me why Joe Biden is on a phone call with the Ukrainian president, with Hunter Biden. Give me, just give me a reasonable explanation. Tell me how... That would at all be 
uh, pragmatic for the United States of America. Right. Please, just tell me. I would I just tell me how that works in any way, shape, or form. I would love to know. Right. Oh, here's another one for you. Uh, Chad, uh, Chad uh, Pergram tweet. Fox has learned the Defe- Deputy Defense Secretary Kathleen Hicks is still unaware of the look of the date, <laughs> January 9th, of the secretive medical procedure which was performed on the Defense Secretary. This is still the 9th, right? So this is what? Still the ninth, Aaron? Yeah, yeah. All right, so we're still the ninth, and this was about eight was, hours ago. Yeah. So eight yeah. hours ago. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Kathleen Hicks had no idea why Lloyd Austin was in the hospital. No idea. Uh, which was performed uh, on Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin. A source familiar a source uh, familiar Pentagon protocol, a source familiar with, I'm assuming he's supposed to say, with Pentagon protocols, tells Fox that Hicks, be, being unaware of this stage, strains uh, credulity. What does that mean? I don't credulity, know. Cred- like credulity, is uh, that right? I credibility, credulity. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he's making. I don't know if credulity is a word. Aaron, you know. You yeah. All right. I just have to show you one other thing. Put up the next one for me. It would change change the subjects now. Here's another member of the Biden administration. <laughs> yeah, another member of the Biden administration. TSA Assistant Federal Federal Director Maxine. I'm not going to. I don't know. McManaman. 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 Oh, that. Well, <laughs> she looks like a McManaman. Yeah, she does was arrested by U.S. Customs and Border Protection on a warrant outside of St. Louis, Florida, as she exited a flight at the Atlanta airport. The charges are for exploiting the elderly, uh, exploiting an elderly dementia relative, and forging documents, transferring property to herself, and an accomplice she's being held without bond before and after her booking photo. (laughs) Woo! That'd be shocking if you married the one on the left. (laughs) And then the one on the right walked into your room on honeymoon night. <laughs> False advertisement. <laughs> really, you know, it's like, Oof. I mean, I'm, I, I, am, I have to hold on to the Bible, but boy, that'd be hard not to be running to a divorce attorney at that point. <laughs> Holy moly. Did I marry a man? I, well, I did marry a man. I married a McMahon man. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> I married a McMahon man. <laughs> Oof. There she is. <laughs> That's the Biden administration. Lost, lost uh, defense secretaries. Um, uh, TSA assistant federal directors being arrested for exploiting the elderly. Oh now, this is the Biden administration. They're just a fantastic group of people, right? Well, here's some more lies for you. Now, this is a longer video, about three minutes long, but you got to listen. This is economics. Don't go off. 665 people on right now. Don't don't jump off because it's, because it's financial stuff. Don't jump off. Listen to this. It's amazing because it's not just about, it's not really primarily about finances. It's about lying and it's about fraud. Peter St. Ange video. Another, follow him on Twitter. I get, I mean, you get the best financial stuff from this guy. There is, I'm telling you. Another blockbuster jobs report as half a million imaginary jobs. Remember, you're always hearing how great the jobs are. I mean, have you heard it? The jobs are great. 260,000 yeah. jobs were just produced in the month of December. I mean, have you heard that? It's all lies. Just so you know, it's impossible for them to make that up. How is it impossible? How would you ever know? How would I ever know? They could, they could tell us 775,000 jobs were created in, in December. Mm-hmm. How would you know? How would I know? We don't know. Well, some people do, like Peter St. Ange. Play for me. This week, Washington hatched yet another job report that looks fantastic on the outside and is pretty nasty under the hood. According to the Labor Department, employers added 216,000 jobs in December, outpacing forecasts the New York Times reported with glee and leaving the unemployment rate unchanged at a respectable 3.7%. The Associated Press could barely hold on to their adjectives, telling readers it was a robust number reflecting continued economic strength in a healthy economy. Indeed, that it was, quote, evidence that the Fed may be able to achieve a notoriously difficult soft landing 
That would be notorious as in the Fed has never pulled it off in 110 years and literally dozens of attempts. Alas, if you've been paying attention, you won't be surprised that under the hood, it was a brutal report. My friend EJ Antoni went through the numbers. For starters, the economy actually lost 1.5 million full-time jobs in a single month, replaced by part-time gigs, so second jobs and DoorDash, which have now hit nearly 9 million gigs that are counted as jobs. Next, the Department of Labor quietly revised down almost every single job report in 2023, slashing in all 430,000 imaginary jobs, that's 40,000 per month. In other words, those jobs never existed. They were figments of the imagination of well-paid government statisticians. Now, getting 10 out of 11 wrong all in the same direction is pretty impressive. After all, true mistakes should break about 50-50. Of course, it's different when you are paid to make mistakes and have the so-called birth-death statistical model to black box your way to whatever number the narrative requires. And suddenly, those imaginary jobs were all private sector. So government jobs actually grew more than reported, and they now stand at 23 million parasites, or government workers, as burdens on the rest of the economy. Now, keep in mind, every one of those government jobs is paid for by multiple real jobs. In fact, last month, that ratio was just three private sector jobs holding up every government job. So you can look at it as you have to hand a government worker a third of your salary to cover his bills on top of the rest of what government spends on wars, climate, vote buying, and so on. Now, in case you wondered how they blow through so many trillions so fast, there you go. The final mystery is if all those jobs are fake, why is official unemployment still so low? And that's easy because 700,000 Americans dropped out of the labor force in a single month, adding to the millions who have dropped out since COVID. Where did they all go? Some gave up altogether, so-called discouraged workers. Others went on government benefits, likely for life. Neither are counted as unemployed. They may as well be retired and sprawled on a sofa on a San Francisco corner. Tallying up those missing workers we would have about not 6 million unemployed at 3.7%. In reality, it would be closer to 11 to 13 million unemployed with a jobless rate closer to 7%. So what's next? Brought to you by Unchained.com. In recent videos, I've characterized our job market as government jobs, DoorDash, and motivated government statisticians. This report keeps it up. The media does everything to hide it, but going by polling, Americans are choosing to believe their eyes now the question is, will they vote what they see? Okay, we'll be watching. See you next time. Back to me, so here we go. Now here's the, here's the actual numbers. We'll just go in reverse order. The, the Biden administration tells you that the unemployment rate is 3.7%. That's a bold-faced lie. That means 6 million Americans are unemployed. The actual number is 11 to 13 million are unemployed, and the unemployment rate is actually at 7%. That's the truth. Where do I get that from? 700,000 people in one month dropped out of the labor force. See, it's just, if you, always, if you notice, it's always the exact same logic. It's the exact same procedures, the exact same modus operandi. You know, like Tom, you always tie everything back to COVID because COVID's just the ultimate example of the agenda and the tactics of the agenda, which is to leverage you into a one world commerce system with a single access point controlled by them, the globalist left. During the vaccine trials, 28 out of 32 women miscarried. 
And when they miscarried, that was reported as a vaccine side effect that resolved itself. Yeah. <laughs> now, this is what they do here, too. 700,000 people drop out of the labor force. The labor, it's called the labor, labor participation rate, LPR. Gets dropped, they just drop out. That was in December alone. 700,000 people drop out. They now are no longer counted as a percentage of the unemployed. So if you had 3 million unemployed, 700,000 drop out. So now you're at 2.3 million unemployed, according to the government. You, you just, all those people are actually counted as people who got jobs. When they gave up and they're still unemployed, well, wow, we no longer have 3 million unemployed. We only have 2.3 million unemployed because 700,000 people have given up. That's akin to if you have two football teams playing and one football team gives up in the middle of the game, the other team didn't win. And that's not counted as a loss. It's a loss, but they don't count as a loss. That's our government. It's a feces-floating cesspool in Washington, D.C., run by the PLA and the CCP. Those people are no longer counted as unemployed. We have added, though, congratulations to everybody, 23 million government jobs, of which it takes three regular jobs to support every <laughs> one of those 23 million government jobs. So it's in order for you to buy the um, diversity and equity director at the Boise <laughs> Federal uh, House or whatever, the, you know, the Boise Federal Building, the DEI director there, you have to have three private sector jobs to support that one person's job because usually they're making about $170,000 a year. So you got to have three people being taxed, working full-time to buy one of those $23 million, one of those $3 million government jobs. We, we, actually, we actually lost, they, well, they're claiming that we gained 216,000 jobs in December. 700,000 people left the workforce. <laughs> Crazy. We had a net loss of 500,000, and they're claiming a net gain of 216,000. That's your government for you. And it wasn't only the Biden administration. Actually lost 1.5 million jobs in December. <laughs> 1.5 million. That's not the 700,000 that dropped out, by the way. So if you add up the 700,000 that dropped out, that's 2.2 million jobs lost in December. But don't worry, they were replaced by part-time jobs. Get this, you got to get this. You got to get this. If you lose your job, it's the same thing as, as the spontaneous abortion part of the, of the vaccine trials. If you lose your job and then you take on a DoorDash job and another part-time job, they count that as two jobs added. Right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's how the government works. That's why, listen, there, there cannot be... Any more electing of swampy Republicans. There's a swampy Republicans that are there right now are the same ones ushering us into a basically another trillion dollars per quarter. Nine million. So basically, 1.5 million jobs were lost in December. Not 216,000 jobs added. 1.5 million were actually lost. But then they replaced those 1.5 million that were lost with 9 million part-time jobs and that's still not 1.5 million that were lost because 700,000 people on top of the 1.5 million left the labor le left um, the labor force. So you actually lost 2.2 million jobs. 
430,000 jobs that the Fed has. Oh, by the way, the Fed, these jobs that evaporated because of the horrible Biden economy, the Fed no longer counts. I don't mean, I don't even mean, I don't mean um, the Fed itself. I just mean our government. I don't mean the Federal Reserve. Yeah. The government, there's 430,000 jobs that were extinguished by the Biden economy. Well, they just, they just decided that those jobs never existed. <laughs> they can't do that. Why can't they? I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not making this up. This is all true. And that they can't, they can lie about it. Like you said, you just send the lesbian out to the pulpit <laughs> there, out to the podium, because nobody would dare because she's black and she's a lesbian. So nobody will be harsh with her because they don't want to be accused of being uh, homophobic or a racist or whatever, uh, what other title, what other title she has, what other label she wants to wear. So they can just, these jobs, they're 430,000 jobs. There were real jobs that were extinguished by the Biden economy that they just said those no longer existed. I'm not, I'm not making that up. They can't hide it on statistical data, but they can hide it from their podiums. They just simply say it's not true. And then by the time we find out, just like, did you hear what Karine Jean-Pierre said about our missing DOD, Defense Secretary? Yeah. Did you hear what she said? The, the 30-day process... Remember, I'm trying to remember her quote. I mean, I got to get it. Uh, <laughs> oh, get a sense of the process. Yeah, sense, a sense of, the process. of the process. So we're going to camp right here. <laughs> Our church pastor talk. We're going to get a sense of the process. 30-day process. <laughs> this is going to take him 30 days. Why is it taking 30 days? Why don't you make a phone call? Yeah. 30 days. So what's going to happen in 30 days? Everybody will have moved on by then. That's, the, that's how it is. Yep. And that's what they do with these jobs. These jobs. And by the way, if you actually follow economic statistical data, which I do, you will see all of these jobs reports being revised down a month from now. Yep. They will. I mean, they'll revise them all the way down. They're saying two hundred sixteen thousand jobs were created when we know it was actually two point two million jobs lost in one month. They will end up revising that down to twelve thousand jobs. They do it every time. Nobody knows, though. But people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. That's how it works. All right, let's change the subjects here. Just had to show you this little side story. Benny Johnson video from Fox News. I believe it's Jesse Waters. Fulton County uh, DA, Fannie Willis. Now, what's what's Fannie doing? Oh, <laughs> Fannie, Fannie's prosecuting everybody for their, uh, you know, their election interference in Georgia. Prosecuting Donald Trump. She's the one who's getting the plea agreements from cowards like Jenna Ellis and others like her. Basically, you know, charging people with felonies where they're going to spend 30 years in prison, but then they take a plea agreement and they go home. They sign a, they sign a plea agreement and they go home. That's how serious these, fel these felonies are. But so that's who Fannie Willis is. So she's the, she's the Georgia DA, district attorney, prosecuting Trump, caught now appointing her lover... <laughs> <laughs> her, her lover her lover Heather's confused <laughs> appointing her lover as her as a special counsel and financially benefiting from it play for me other Fox News alert a sex scandal is rocking President Trump's case in Georgia the Fulton County Georgia District Attorney Fannie Willis has been accused of appointing her lover as a special prosecutor in the case against Donald Trump DA Fannie Willis is responsible for taking Trump's mugshot, also allegedly financially benefited from hiring her lover, Nathan Wade, 
on that Trump case. This is according to a motion that was just filed by Wade, the co-defendant. Now, who is this romantic partner who Fannie Willis hired? He was just a private attorney who's never even tried a felony case. Even the Times says he has, quote, limited experience trying high-profile cases. But get this. Fannie's alleged lover has been paid nearly a million dollars in legal fees already. Who authorized the payments? Oh, that would be Fannie. Where'd she get the money? Oh, that's your money. Came from the taxpayers. They've allegedly gone on luxury vacations to Napa Valley, even taking Caribbean cruises. And Fannie isn't even denying that she's hired a guy she's sleeping with to prosecute Trump. Now, the judge jumped. Your Democratic Party, ladies and gentlemen. That's Fannie Willis, prosecutor. And as Aaron <laughs> aptly uh, labeled her, the prostituting prosecutor <laughs> who has hired her own lover, who's a private attorney, who's never, who's never prosecuted or been part of a prosecution for any high-profile felony in, in his life, but she hires him. And she's and has paid him a million dollars of your money, just so you know, taxpayers, and and, and even leftist taxpayers in the city of Atlanta. This doesn't take you off against because she's on the right side, so they can do whatever they want, including stealing your money, screwing you over. As long as their Democrat is willing to prosecute and prostitute herself and prosecute Donald Trump, right? And she pays this guy a million dollars. So it sounds like Ilan Omar uh, uh, hiring her husband. For a campaign, gives him $3.2 million for his consultancy fees. Mm -hmm. So she gives him a million dollars to prosecute, whether it's Trump or one of his allies, gives him a million dollars while they go and tour Napa Valley and go on luxury cruises. That, that's, that's the world that we actually live in. That is the court system, the criminal justice system inside the United States. And she's prosecuting Donald Trump for making a phone call to leftist puppet shill Brad Raffensperger. And again, I don't want to go deep into this because it's already 923, but Brad Raffensperger, this is what Trump's being prosecuted for, is going, calling Brad, Brad Raffensperger and saying, listen, we got to find some votes. He didn't say steal votes. He didn't say corruptly find votes. We, we, have, we have documented on this show over and over and over again, Trump quote unquote lost Georgia by 11,000 votes. We have it. We have it where it's hundreds of thousands of illegal votes inside of Georgia. I've got it all documented. Again, it's something that bores a lot of people, but I've got a, a whole expose on that too, which I'm going to break out about the corruption in Georgia alone, not to mention other other uh, other other states. But the seven, you know, the six states, seven cities, Atlanta being one, Fulton County. Trump makes a phone call to Brad Raffensperger, says we got to find we got to find eight thousand votes. Didn't say fraudulently find them because Trump knew he won. There's no way he didn't win. And, of course, you've got Ruby Freeman and her daughter putting the same ballots and through the same machine over and over again. We got that. Rudy Giuliani, because he said that, it's all in videotape, them doing it, which he's not allowed to, he wasn't allowed to show at trial. It's all in videotape. Rudy Giuliani gets uh, sued for defamation, not in Atlanta, where the defamation occurred, but in Washington, D.C., where he ends up having to pay $148 million, a man who's worth $10 million. So we know that it happened there. We have it on videotape, and Rudy Giuliani was not allowed to show that videotape. So he's accused of defaming these two women, Ruby Freeman and, his, and her daughter, who needs to mix in a salad because she's a double wide. <laughs> um, accuses them of feeding the same ballots to the same machine. That's what he accused them of. And there's videotape of them doing that, but he's not allowed to show it at trial. 
That's weird. That's the state of the court system. State of our court system is Fannie Willis, aptly named, <laughs> hires her lover boyfriend for a million dollars who's never tried a, fe- a, a high-profile felony case in his life, and now they're going on luxury cruises together. That is the state of our country. That is the state of our court system right now. Let's go to the next one. I think I'm switching to the border. Am I going to the border? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to the border. Here we go. Going to the border. And wokeness suite. More, more Biden accomplishments. Arizona built a shipping crate wall. Biden sued and got it taken down. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? Texas built a, a buoy wall in the river. Biden sued and got them removed. Texas built a razor wire on the border. Biden sent agents and removed them. Texas passed a law to detain illegals. That's what we're going to talk about more than anything. Texas now has a law where they themselves can arrest, detain, and deport illegals. Why can't we? Again, if you're going, if you're going to so, but be not deceived. God is not mocked for whatsoever man sows, that shall he also reap. If you're going to sow lawlessness, then you're going to reap lawlessness. Right. Well, how is it against the law for Texas to do that? Well, it just is. How? You're able to do whatever you want. You can drag Rudy Giuliani, who allegedly committed a civil infraction of defamation in the city of Atlanta and try him in D.C.? How? Explain to me, judicially speaking, through judicial process, how that is even possible. Right. You can't. But that's what they're doing all over. That's the same thing to Steve Bannon. That's what they're doing to Navarro. That's what, they did to Navar- that's what they're doing to Navarro. That's what they did to Alex Jones. So they did to Roger Stone. None of it makes sense. You just do whatever you want. There's no backstop. Dragging, dragging Republicans, dragging conservatives into blue jurisdictions with blue judges, blue juries, blue grand juries, and blue appellate courts, and you have no chance whatsoever, and there's nobody to save you. Well, I didn't commit the crime. That doesn't matter because they said that you did. Yep. They swore on the affidavit that you did. The judge says that you did. The blue jury says that you did. The blue appellate court says that you did. Who's going to get you out? Steve Bannon's a powerful man. He's not out. Steve Bannon is, is due to be sentenced in the upcoming months for, for obstructing Congress because he didn't obey a subpoena that was illegally issued by a committee that can't issue subpoenas. The judge should have said, Could you, were they allowed to lawfully issue the subpoena? No, fruit of the poison tree, trial over. Yep. But it didn't happen because it's a blue judge and a blue jury, blue, blue prosecutor. Nobody stopped. You're like, Tom, but it, does, yep, it doesn't make any sense. Somebody has to, who would stop it? You gotta, you've got to think logistically. This is their plan. This is leverage. You will go their way or you'll be prosecuted. But I digress. All right, where am I at now? Define else? Yep. All right, define else pick. Here it is, Justice Department, more on Biden. So Joe Biden is suing Texas over a new law that lets state and local police arrest migrants who illegally crossed the border, the latest legal battle between the Biden administration and Governor Abbott over immigration. So they can't even, de- I thought they could deport him. They can't even deport him. All they're doing is arresting and detaining him. That's all they're doing. And that's what you're supposed to. I mean, as a cop, that's what you're supposed to do, yep. is arrest them, detain them, call immigration, immigration determines, determines their status. Yep. And then, and then you got, you know what, four days later, the Biden administration <laughs> is asking Mexico to help curb the huge flow of migrants. So you, <laughs> so you have, leave this up for me so I can keep reading off of it. So the Biden administration is suing Greg Abbott in the state of Texas because they're having, we all know, 12,000 illegals a day cross, illegals crossing a day between California, Arizona, and Texas. Now we know, of course, it starts at 24,000. It's one to five times that many. So we know that. 
So it's up to 50, 60,000 a day are actually crossing. That's the truth. So the Texas is going, we can't sustain this. Now, they're doing a great job busting them up to New York, which we'll get to in a minute. But so they're like, you know, we need to be able to do this ourselves. We, we can't. Obviously, the federal government can't do anything about it. Even Katie Hobbs, liberal election stealer from Arizona, governor of Arizona, she's saying the same thing. We, you know what? We, we need help from the federal government. And what's, what's, what's the answer always from the Biden administration, from Karine Jean-Pierre? Well, this is a broken immigration system, and the Republicans uh, refuse to do anything about it. That's, that's always, you'll hear that from Ed Krasenstein, Brian Krasenstein, MSNBC, CNN, Jake Tapper, all of them. Yeah. It's a broken immigration system. Okay, let's compare. The broken immigration system under Donald Trump was 8,000 illegal entries per month. The same broken immigration system is 12,000 illegal immigrants, illegal entries per day under Biden. So somebody was able to use this broken immigration system much better than the other one. And why was it under Obama just, you know, obvious, I mean, Obama was horrific and the border, and, and remember Biden, oh, Biden were the ones who built the cages their entries were far less than what Biden is, is letting in right now. Same broken immigration system yeah. that the Republicans refuse to do anything about. Yep. And then you'll hear them say, well, the Republicans, they, you'll hear, because this came out in the news, the Republicans are refusing to add more CBP agents. Customs and Border Patrol. Well, of course they are. Why would you want to fund more facilitators? These are not people anymore. The CBP is not stopping illegals from entering the country. That's right. All they're doing is facilitating people who have already come into the country and claimed asylum. And they facilitate them hand-in-hand with NGOs. I'm not saying they're as evil as, like, Catholic Charities. Evil. Evil. Catholic Charities is funneling thousands upon thousands of sex workers into our country, many of them minors. Yep. That's exactly what's going on. They are doing it because they get, it's it's the endless circle bleep, it's the endless symbiote of government money going to NGOs and then, and then the NGOs donating it back to the campaigns of the politicians who gave them the government money. That's what NGOs are. That's what you saw on 1-6 with NGOs out there in the crowd, along with government officials, along with federal agents, along with confidential informants and assets. But that's, that's what's going on. So you find Texas says, you know what, we're done. We're going to detain them ourselves. And then the government, can, the federal government can do what they want, but we are detaining themselves. And now the Biden administration is suing them. Why would you sue them? They're doing the job that you're not allowing CBP agents to do. But they're because that's what they want because they believe they're getting voters out of it. And it's not just voters. That's way too simplistic, just so everybody knows. That's way too simplistic. It's not just voters. What it is, and you've heard me say this a million times, 747 people on right now, You've heard me say this before, but what it really is, is all part of that leverage system. Leverage you into a one world commerce system with a single access point controlled by them. That was the purpose of COVID, climate change, transgenderism, gun grabbing, lawlessness. This is part of the lawlessness agenda is if you flood all of these countries with people who have no heritage connection to that country, they are very easily globally governed. Do you think the average immigrant from China, from Ecuador, from Mexico, from Venezuela or Costa Rica, has any idea what the First Amendment is, Second Amendment is, Third Amendment, Fourth Amendment, or the Bill of Rights? 
They don't have any idea what their rights are, so they're very easily globally governed out of Davos, which is the plan. Water everything down. Crush the economy. Water everything down. Then offer their global communist one world order solutions to it. The Biden administration, so instead of the Biden administration empowering law enforcement officials inside of Texas to solve the problem, they instead, the Biden administration asked Mexico to do it. You know, again, with, you know, the Biden administration just lost their defense secretary for five days. <laughs> they just had a TSA director get arrested for, for financially abusing the elderly. But, you know, those people. Instead of allowing Texas to actually enforce the laws they're supposed to be enforcing, are stopping them from enforcing. What, what, I would let, again, from any libtard pundit, pundit out there, any leftard pundit, please explain to me the logic behind this. Tell me how uh, when Alejandro Mayorkas tells you that the border is closed, explain to me how this helps to close the border. Right. Or explain to me how this is a closed border. The Biden administration is asking, asking Mexico to help curb the huge flow of migrants into the U.S. as Biden runs out of options to fix a problem that is hurting his polling. See, NBC News, of course, when you, you're going to have a Hitler, you got to have a Goebbels. you got to have a Mengele with your experimental vaccines, so you got to have a Goebbels too, the propagandists. Options to fix the problem. The problem is Joe Biden. There, there's no option. Close the freaking border. Fix the wall. Close the border. Even without the wall, you can close the border. You can, you can stem the tide. You can get it. There was, there, the, ball, the wall wasn't fixed under Donald Trump. The wall wasn't finished under Donald Trump. And he was 8,000 a month. 8,000 illegal entries per month. 12,000 a day under Joe Biden. So all you need to do is just implement what Donald Trump did, which was the Remain in Mexico policy. Let's do Midas, Aaron. So, again, this is my sole sponsor, my only sponsor. Awesome company, MAGA-owned, MAGA-operated. Listen, you've got to buy gold right now. You have to. I'm buying gold. I'm buying tens of thousands of dollars worth of gold. I'm buying gold. Why, why Midas? It's physical gold. They're MAGA-owned, MAGA-operated, veteran-owned, veteran-operated. I've talked to them. It's not. They're not conservative. You know, now, conservatism, who knows what that even means? Right. You have to go with a make America great. I'm not even talking about necessarily 100% Trump. I'm just talking about Trump's ideals. They're real conservatives. Real. Not Mitt Romney. Not Susan Collins. Not Lindsey Graham. Real conservatives. They, they believe what you and I believe. And they are trying to hedge the flow. Midas is trying to hedge the flow of the de-dollarization of the globe. The devaluing of the dollar. The BRICS movement. And everybody in the BRICS movement is buying gold. You've got to hedge. The only thing that's ever not lost all of its value is gold. I know about CBDC. I know that they could work a way for gold to be devalued. They could, but it's never happened before. So I'm going to go with the most solid thing right now, and I'm buying it from a company. There's no, like, little accounts. There's, there's no, there, there's no uh, you know, whatever. It's like, I was going to say false gold, but it's not false gold, but... <laughs> Just like the gold accounts where you allegedly have gold or certificates, this is all physical gold. Right. In your hand, physical gold. So I'm buying from Midas, and if you do buy from Midas Gold Group, tell them that you bought it from, you were sent there from the Tom Lipley podcast. All right, let's go to the next thing. I don't know where I'm at. Victor Davis Hanson, good. All right, Abrador, here we go, back to the border. Abrador, president of Mexico, bites Biden again. Mexican president Andres Manuel Lopez. Why do you have to have six names? Well, I mean, why? Can't you just have two names? <laughs> Andres Manuel Lopez Abrador 
just gave the Biden administration some ultimatums. They're, the, Mexi- the Mexican president yes. is giving the United States president ultimatums. Again, leftards. <laughs> Explain to me the strength of Joe Biden. Yeah. When a third world president, president of a third world country, is giving the president of the United States ultimatums. Just gave the Biden administration some ultimatums. Given that, it is reeling from allowing 8 million illegal entries across our now non-existent border. And the laxity has finally begun to worry blue state governors and mayors in an election year. A puffed-up Abrador just demanded, <laughs> it gets amazing, $20 billion. And more and, and, and Dana Geld, what that is, is basically buying off, you, buy, buying your activities, demanding via money, if you pay me, I'll be loyal to you. That's, mm-hmm. what, Dan, that's what Dana Geld means. You pay me, I'll be loyal. $20, million, $20 billion bribe to stop the influx. So I'll do what you want me to do if you give me $20 billion. To stop the influx northward that he aids and encourages because uh, Andres Manuel Lopez Abrador is in the back pocket of the cartels. We all know that. He wants, in addition, immediate work visas for $10 million remittance-sending Hispanics who are here illegally in the United States. So he wants 10 million work visas and $20 billion given to him, or he's just going to keep sending them northward. You know how you stop that? Water cannons and walls. We need to go and get a class from the Polish. Yeah. We have the videos. You know how many illegal entries happen into Poland every year? Let's add them all up, Aaron. Let's add them up together, (laughs) shall we? Zero. Big zero. There he is. Aaron, (laughs) while you're here, yeah. How many how many terrorists were allowed in their country in 2023? I'm um, pretty sure it's zero. Zero. Yep. Yep. How zero. many terrorist attacks did they have in their country? Zero. There you go. Yeah. Now we, on the other hand, have <laughs> let in well over 200 yeah. terrorists into the country since Joe Biden has been president. Just so you know, under Donald Trump, about 16, 17 total. Joe Biden was 169 in one year. Just so you know, that's that's the truth. All right, let's go to the next one. I don't even know where I don't even. Oh, here we go. Yes. The post-millennial tweet, yes, illegal immigrants are able to use arrest warrants <laughs> <laughs> as ID for travel. Travel. Se- now, this is from the TSA, the Transportation Secretary, Mr. So when you and I, whenever you go into the airport, I only fly like once a year. Not a big flight guy. But anyway, <laughs> I like fly. If I, if I fly, it's once a year. When I go through that thing where you go in and they can see you naked, yeah. I don't know what they call that thing. You know what I'm talking about? Like the scanner? <laughs> yeah, it's scanner. Yeah. Thank you, Aaron. So you go in that scanner. Now, a lot of people are embarrassed to go through that thing. I'm not embarrassed. I raise my hands up and I just let my free flag fly. <laughs> I spin around. <laughs> I spin Woo! around. If they want me to bend over, I'll bend over. Whatever they want. I don't care. I mean, I'm in there. Okay. Lounge backwards. What is that? Lounge backwards. That's right. You know? Whatever. Yeah, right. I'll, you know, I'll do a downward dog, whatever it is. It, I'm there. <laughs> So I, <laughs> so I don't care. You know, I just flow through there. But a lot of people, they're bothered by it. So when if you're bothered by that, okay, I'm bothered by it too. But if I'm going to go, then I'm going to go all out. Yeah. I'm all in. So a lot of people are bothered by the invasive techniques that are used by the TSA, the Transportation Secretary. As I always say secretary. Transportation Security Administration. Aaron had to teach me how to say it two podcasts ago. Transportation Secretary Administration. Here it is again. Transportation Security Administration. Correct me whenever I'm wrong. Yeah. I'm going to fix this yep. thing because yep. it's like a little tick. Yeah, drives me nuts. So if you're bothered by what the TSA does, you just keep in mind 
that this entity that's for your security and travel <laughs> allows immigrants to travel you using their arrest warrants. <laughs> oh, who are you? Uh, you know what? I am, you know, Javier uh, Mayorkas. <laughs> and uh, it's Alejandro, so I yeah. changed a little bit. But yeah. I'm just, you know, I'm Javier. I'm, I'm his younger brother, Javier Mayorkas. Your cousins. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, cousins. And uh, I'm traveling. Well, we need some identity. Oh, we need some identification. No problem. Here's my arrest warrant out of Guadalajara. <laughs> oh, no problem then. Now we know who you are. You're a sex trafficker from Guadalajara. Fantastic. Where are you wanting to go? Oh, no problem. This is the truth. This is, this is the Biden administration. Again, to any leftist, leftard pundit, please explain to me how this is good. Explain to me how this is a, a strong administration. Explain to me how America is secure. Please, just explain it to me. I'd love to see it. Go to the next one for me. Great video, post-millennial video, a little old. Reporter grills John Kirby on illegal immigrants being given court dates. Now, this was in 2023, this video, late 2023. Given court dates, so you come into the country, just so everybody knows, come into the country illegally, claim asylum, you're given a court date. It's 2023, now 2024, and your court date is in 2031. Right. So you illegally enter it. Nobody knows who on earth you are. Luckily, you have your warrant <laughs> to identify who you are. Nobody has any idea who you are, sex trafficker, drug dealer, rapist. Nobody has any idea. How dare you say that? That makes you a racist. A uh, rapist is not a race. Illegal immigrant is not a race. That's right. I'm not. There's 142 countries that have illegally enter, entered into this country. So, what race am I attacking exactly? None. Illegal immigrant is not a race. But you you enter into the country saying, let's just say June of 2024. You don't have to show up to court until June of 2031. That's the rules. Play for me, other. Illegal border crossers are being given court dates in 2031. What are they supposed to do here for seven years? Again, that's a better question put to the uh, DHS. I'm not in a position to, to talk about specific cases like that. The president believes that we've got to do better at immigration, and he's willing to talk and negotiate with members of Congress about immigration policy just as well as he is about border security. But I'm not in a position to talk After about this. someone's specific. lived here for seven years and presumably gotten a work permit and worked here, if their asylum claim is denied, are they really going to be deported, or is that just a problem for the next president? Again, I'm not going to get into hypotheticals about specific cases. He does believe we need, and he has worked, to increase legal pathways to citizenship. But obviously, illegal pathways, you know, they you need to be held account if you're trying to come into the country illegally. But is the president thinking this far down the line? I mean, people are being given court dates seven years from now. So is he creating a big problem for another president to have to figure out? If these people are going to be deported after just working, living, maybe having families here for seven years? Again, I'm not going to get into hypothetical cases here. On day one of the administration, the president put to Congress a proposal for immigration reform. He has said in recent days he's willing to have a serious discussion with members of Congress about immigration policy. So let's see where that goes. But he's taking the issue very, very seriously. Thanks, Thanks everybody. Question. Thank people are being given court dates in 2031. Well, here comes Green John Pierre back. He's going to try to understand the process. Going to get to the, the get to the you know, the bottom of the process, right? <laughs> well, John Kirby, obviously a high-ranking former admiral, I believe, um, doesn't want to talk about it, and he says, "I don't want to talk about hypotheticals." John, I hate to tell you, you know, this is a guy who used to run like <laughs> vast swaths of the Navy, our national defense. 
He doesn't want to talk about hypotheticals. Um, giving them court dates of, of 2031 is not a hypothetical. Right. It's not to give us a reasonable explanation. And again, all leftist, left-hard pundits, give me an explanation about how this is lawful immigration, safe immigration, where somebody comes to this country and they're given a court date for seven years after they illegally enter. Seven years after. That's their court date. It's not, and then one of his other um, answers was, well, Joe Biden came in and he tried to tried to fix it with, with Congress. No, first of all, he didn't. But second of all, it's got nothing to do with trying. He says, well, you can go talk to some congressmen and let's get some answers to these questions. Well, John, it's got nothing to do with Congress. It's your administration's DHS. It's got nothing to do with any congressman or woman. It's got nothing to do with Democrat or Republican. This is the policy that was set forth by your administration. It's got nothing to do with it. This wasn't in place before you got here, so it has nothing to do with a long-term, long-standing immigration problem into America. This didn't exist before the Biden administration came in, so stop dropping the de facto answer of, let's try to solve this together with some sort of kumbaya session between Congress and the president. They're trying to pass bills. That's got nothing to do with it. You know, you don't need to pass... There doesn't need to be, again, comprehensive immigration reform. There's already all the laws in place. Yep. Enforce them. Here's the laws. Ready? You're not allowed to illegally enter. You are not allowed to illegally enter this country. Yep. There it is. That's the end of it. Go back. If you leave them all in Mexico, Abrador with his six names, he'll facilitate them back across his own border. But instead, he's making tens of millions, maybe billions of dollars facilitating them through that long run through Mexico. They're coming from Kosovo. They're coming from Bosnia. They're coming from Ukraine. They're coming from China. They're coming from Ecuador. They're coming from El Salvador. They're coming from Venezuela. They're coming from Colombia. And many, many other countries coming from terrorist countries, coming from the Middle East. They're docking somewhere in Mexico. Cartels are making millions with their funneling back to Abrador, the president of Mexico. And they're facilitating these people to the southern border, these people who are from who knows where, using their warrants as IDs, are, are, are pouring into the United States of America at two, 300 a month, 12,000 a day. And they're given court dates for seven to eight years after they illegally enter. That has nothing to do with comprehensive immigration reform. That is nothing but deflection. That is nothing but word salad camouflage. That's nothing but a vacuous answer to a question that was never asked. Enforce the laws that are already in place. You are not allowed. It is illegal to be illegal. <laughs> Get out. That's it. Simple. Tom, that's not very, listen, that's not very compassionate. We already let in over a million legal entries per year. And that's chain migration. So it's actually for every one, it's four to five to 10 people. So one person comes in, it's him, his wife, his four kids, and his mom and dad. So it's seven people, eight people for one. So when I say it's one point, it's one to two million legals per year, it's actually close to 10 million per year or 5 million per year, depending on how much chain migration was let in that year. Right. So don't tell me about compassion. If you want to if you want to enter this country, you can legally. Talk to any Canadian down here who tries to stay in America. 
You might as well, if you're a Canadian and you want to stay in America, just book yourself a cruise to Cozumel, get into Mexico, and illegally migrate through the southern border. You got eight years. Yeah. They'll give you a court date for eight years. You might as well do it that way. It's the Biden administration, baby. Here's, a, here's some pics. Of, this is the southern border right here. Gunther, Gunther Eagleman video. Pick up your, he said, effing trash when you come into our country illegally. Play for me, other. Just run that side by side for me if you can while I'm talking about it. Just look what yep. they're doing to our country. Look what's happening to our country. And Aaron just said this while we were watching this video. It's just like every time you see an environmental protest. Anybody who's, you know, um, advocating to end global warming or, you know, whatever, clean up the earth, this is what their protest looks like afterwards. This is yeah. what the this is what the ground looks like after they leave their protest. Just like this. I mean, look at look at our country. This is the Biden administration, right? This this is the this is the absolute portrait. This is the epitome of the Biden administration right here. There it is. Look at, look at our country. Look at it. I guess that razor wire didn't get taken down by the Biden administration yet. I'm sure it will be shortly. We, we, we have the video footage of CBP, or was it, I can't remember, whether it was CBP or military, cutting razor wire like this, cutting C razor wire. CBP. Was it CBP? Yeah, yeah. Allowing at the orders, that's federal, that's feds, by order of the Biden administration, cutting Razor wire and letting people in. Yeah. And it, well, what, again, their answer is we need comprehensive immigration reform. Okay, well, let's start with your CBP agents not cutting razor wire and letting in illegal immigrants. How about that for some comprehensive immigration reform? How about we start right there? And all that comprehens comprehensive immigration reform is just smokescreen bullcrap. That's all that it is. All right, let's go to the next one. Wall Street Apes video. Thankfully, now here, now this is a great exchange between uh, Jerry Nadler and Mike Johnson. Listen, Mike Johnson's not perfect, current Speaker of the House. Can be really spineless at times. Sometimes he's really good. Here's a good moment. Play it for me. Uh, Non-citizens uh, have not been eligible to vote in New York or, for, as far as I know, in any other state uh, since the 19th century. That's not true. The New York City Council voted in December to allow this. It begins January 9, 2023. Cities in Vermont and Maryland already allow this, and similar measures are under consideration in Illinois, Maine, and, and uh, Massachusetts right now. If the gentleman will yield? Yes. Uh, I believe those are um, considerations of allowing votes in municipal elections only. Right, but, but th th thank you, that's the point. <laughs> Everybody wants to know at home, why would they allow this? Guys, they're allowing it because they're gonna turn them into voters. They already are doing this in New York City, largest city in America, and this is the plan of our friends on this side to turn all the illegals into voters. That's it, folks, that's what's going on. That's the game. That's why the border's open, that's why they've dropped it. Look, I, I respect Ms. Loughran and all her work in this arena. Yes, I'll, I'll yield, Mr. Chairman. I'd love to hear what you have to say about this. As a New Yorker, I would love to think that New York is the entire country, but it is not. <laughs> it is not, 
and consideration is being given to uh, uh, permitting uh, non-citizens to vote in New York and I believe in, uh, in uh, the capital city of Vermont. I forget which that is. Uh, but it, as, as much as I'd like to believe it, New York and Vermont are not the entire country. But, Mr. Chairman, that's the whole point. It, this is what's going on, folks, at home. If you're trying to figure this out, if you're scratching your heads, you're seeing the video, you see droves of people, 2.4 million people coming over the border illegally, the president allowing, the Democrats in charge of Congress are allowing it, the deal is they're going to turn them into voters. You just heard it. They don't have any problem with that. They celebrate it. Here's the deal. We have a problem with it. The Constitution has a problem with it. American elections should be decided by American citizens. That's it. That's what, that's what this is about. That's why we're jumping up and down and screaming, my friends on the video who are commenting about this. That's why we're so upset, because our constituents are, 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 are frightened that we are losing our country. We're losing our security. We're losing our sovereignty, because we're going to allow people from 160 different countries around the world to come in here and decide our elections. That's it. Here it is on record. You all heard. I mean, you heard Nadler right there. You hear Nadler. He's going, you know, I mean, Mike Johnson's saying there are initiatives and legislation in place. Namely, we'll just talk about New York. In New York, that's where Nadler's from. He's from New York City. He's a representative from New York City along with AOC. Where they are trying to make it legal. That just got overturned recently. We covered it on the show here. But this shows you their motives. Where they are trying to allow illegals to vote in elections. And Nadler comes in and says, well, that... I believe that's only for municipal elections. And Johnson's like, so what? Yeah. You're wanting illegals to vote in American elections. You have to register to vote. In order to register to vote, you have to be a citizen. Yep. And again, you're like, Tom, that makes no sense. How can, if you have to be a citizen to register, then how can you register as an illegal? I know. I know it makes no sense at all. I get it. But you hear Nadler go, I wish it was for the whole country. You heard him say it. I believe this only applies to municipal elections in New York. And New York's not the whole country. I wish it was. So he wants to go to vote everywhere. They believe that they are mass importing a constituency. Yep. That's what they believe. They're bringing in their own constituency. I'm not uh, constituents. Constituency. It's yeah. hard to say yeah. right yeah. now. Yeah. They, they believe that they are importing a voter base. Easier to say than constituency. <laughs> there you go. They're, they believe they're importing a mass voter base. By the way, just so you know, they might not be. Hispanics are turning on Biden like there's no tomorrow. So they may, they, may be care they may need to be careful what they wish for. But it shows you that's their motive right there. Let's go to the next one. Elon Musk tweet. This is what happens when you run out of hotel rooms. Soon cities, soon cities will run out of schools to vacate. They will, then they will come for your homes. Absolutely correct. Now, let's go from lips of TikTok on the bottom. Obviously, you follow both these people. On, uh, on Twitter or Twitter X. Breaking, buses are now pulling up to whatever school this is. Something, it's JMHSB Brooklyn. And dropping off illegal. School is closed tomorrow. That's actually tomorrow. Because illegals will be sleeping in the school's gym. So they're going to close school on a Wednesday. January 10th, 2024. To house illegals. So now American citizens will be denied an education. So that Joe Biden can house illegals. I hope everybody in New York who votes for Eric Adams, who votes for Joe Biden, who votes for Jerry Nadler, who votes for AOC, who votes for Chuck Schumer, they're all NYC people. This is what you get. Enjoy it. 
This is what you wanted. This is what you vote for. Don't be like, uh, well, I mean, again, I, Eric Adams is, is, the, is the absolute epitome of this. He acts like this isn't his problem. Right. He's like, uh, we, need the, we need the feds to come in and help us with this. Um, this is what you vote for. This, this, is, this is what you wanted. You vote for it time after time. Every two years, you vote for it. Every two years, whether it's Eric Adams or every leftard inside of NYC, you vote for it, but you vote for it for other people. Yep. Eric Adams is surrounded by guns and surrounded by walls while he simultaneously votes to remove your walls and guns. Eric Adams votes for illegals to mass enter the United States of America as long as they stay somewhere other than NYC. So he can pontificate and virtue signal to the world about how compassionate he is because he himself never actually needs to be compassionate. It never has to be compassionate on a personal level. It just has to be compassionate on a bloviating level. Look how compassionate I am. Where's AOC? Why is she not opening her house? And you see Elon Musk is actually correct. So they're closing the school on a Wednesday to house immigrants. And as Elon Musk says, it starts when they run out of the hotel rooms, they're out. So now they're going to the schools. And when they run out of the schools, they're coming for your house. And they already tried this in Boston. The idiotic, stupid, moronic mayor of Boston came out begging for her voters, her citizens, to actually to, to volunteer to yield their homes to, elim- to illegals. It's truly amazing. She, they did. We, we have the video. We played here. They came out asking, asking her voters, asking for the citizens of, of Boston. I'm trying to say constituent again, but I'm afraid to say it. Asking for her constituents. There we go. Yeah. Asking for her constituents to yield their homes to illegals. That's what, that's what Democrats do. They themselves, the bourgeois leftist elitists, they will never do it, but they will ask you to do it. They never give up their guns. You give up your guns. Oprah's got guns all around her. Try to get onto her property. I'm not telling you to. I'm not telling you to. <laughs> I'm just saying. Figurative, figurative. Figuratively speaking, <laughs> yeah. again, one more time, figuratively speaking, try to get onto her property. No way. Surrounded by guns, surrounded by security, while she votes for and advocates the removal of your guns and security. Yep. So these people are. They'll always have it. You won't have it, so you can be easily globally controlled, easily controlled by them. All right, where am I at? I don't know. Dr. Kat Lindley, is that where I'm at? Uh, yeah, I want to cover this, and then we're going to go. Yep. All right, Dr. Kat Lindley video. The WHO's, the WHO's, the World Health Organization's newest initiative is to, reduce the, is to reduce global meat consumption in order to help combat climate change. So the cows don't fart as much, and I guess you and I don't fart as much. And that's going to lower the Earth's temperature. Okay, <laughs> I just want to tell you right now, it's about 50 degrees here in Florida. Okay, um, you know what it is about every year this time? About 50 degrees. I've been here since uh, 1980. So I've been here for 43 years. And the, the weather has changed not at all. Not one bit. <laughs> right. None. Hasn't gotten hotter. Hasn't gotten colder. Yep. Nothing. But now, for some reason, I need to fart less. <laughs> for some reason, I need to stop eating animals that fart. For some reason. Right. And the, and the various methane that I guess is released 
from their poop that lands on the ground? Yes. And decomposes it, puts methane up in the ground. While Bill Gates is cutting down forests to bury the trees to alleviate climate change. That's a fact, but I pull it up on Google. He's actually yeah. advocating, and they're, and they're doing the same thing in Australia. Mass uh, eradication of forest to put up solar panels when it's been proven that if you leave trees up, they're the ones who consume the most CO2. And I mean, the consumption rate of trees, I had it here, should have, I should keep some of these things around, but the consumption rate of CO2 for trees is unbelievable. And yet all of these people who allegedly want to alleviate CO2 levels, want to lessen CO2 levels, are cutting trees down in mass and then burying them in the ground so that they emit methane out of the ground right. from rotting vegetation. So are they really trying to lower CO2s? All right. Well, here he is, the leader of the World Health Organization. Play for me. Our food systems are harming the health of people and planet. Food systems contribute to over 30% of greenhouse gas emissions and account for almost one-third of the global burden of disease. Transforming food systems is therefore essential by shifting towards healthier, diversified, and more plant-based diets. If food systems delivered healthy diets for all, we could save 8 million lives per year. So again, they just make up a problem that doesn't exist and offer you their totalitarian solutions. And Aaron even brought this up. So they don't want as much cow poop. Well, cow poop is used for what? <laughs> Fertilizer, which grows plants <laughs> and food. So you eliminate the cow, which is food. Then you eliminate the fertilizer, which produces food. And you eliminate the fertilizer that produces CO2-eating vegetation. While you're saying you're wanting to lessen the CO2 levels on the earth, and you're saying CO2 is a problem, but cannot tell me what level of CO2 is a problem. Yep. Tetroskibriasis, Ethiopian terrorist that he is, that's that of the World Health Organization, who's never treated a patient in his life because he's not a doctor. That's, the, that's, the, that's who's in charge. Former Ethiopian terrorist supporter, Tetros Gibriasis, who's never treated a patient because he's not a doctor, is in charge of world health. And starting April of this year, the process begins for us to come into their pandemic treaty, which eliminates United States sovereignty when it comes to pandemic response. And even determining what is a global health emergency or a pandemic. Global health emergency could be what? You could have Gibriasis come out and say, you know what, man, we had a lot of cow farts in the month of May. Shut it all down. Yeah. Not safe for you to go outside. And we will not have the sovereignty to overcome it because it's been signed away. We're not, I mean, we need to make sure that we vote and not, and not allow that to happen. Now, here's, what it's, here's, here's an example of what it's all about. George video, follow him on Twitter. George, simple as that. George, on Twitter, on X, follow him. Breaking... State troopers have raided a farm belonging to Amos Miller in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. His crime was, ready? Growing food and feeding the community. Here come the feds. Play for me. This is Chris Hume with the Lancaster Patriot. I'm currently outside of Amos Miller's organic farm operation here in Burdenham, Pennsylvania. There are currently two marked state trooper vehicles here, three other official use vehicles. I attempted to enter the building inside. A state trooper turned me away and said that they are executing a search warrant 
on Amos Miller's operations here. I have not been able to make contact with Amos Miller yet, but once again, Amos Miller's property here in Burdenham, Pennsylvania, Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, law enforcement is once again harassing Amos Miller for serving his neighbors. And here we have a search warrant being executed, not allowing media to enter the building. Stay tuned for this is a developing story. We will have updates as we have a search warrant being executed on Amos Miller's property right now. As See, like the Jimmy Kimmel, Stephen Colbert, the Biden administration, we don't need you. If we want to buy raw milk from Amos Miller, I'm a 55-year-old man. If I buy raw milk and I get the runs, I get the runs. <laughs> That's it. I'll lose weight anyway. I'll look thinner the next day. No problem. We don't need you. This is the plan. The shut, you have the, you have the plan to shut everything down. And one of the tactics to shut everything down, because what they want is just like what they want with the six banks in the United States of America. You have six banks. You control them for, through ESG. You control them through DEI, which I don't have time to get into right now. Easily controlled because you only have six options. That's why they want you to have an electric vehicle because then they, then they control via the governmental electric fueling stations and your fueling station inside your home, which is now on the grid. You can't go to a gas station anymore. They can shut your power off via social credit systems and, and CBDC. Shut it off. We don't like the way you voted. No power for you. Can't fuel your car. Can't go to work. Just like COVID. Lock you down and control you. That's what they want. Well, they do the same thing here with farms. There's so many regulations. You have to hire attorneys at the tune of a million dollars a year just to understand the regulations on farms. That's how they shut them down. Nobody could afford it. So then these farms are endlessly selling to these multinational conglomerates or Bill Gates or the CB or the or the uh, Chinese Communist Party, CCP, which are the Bill Gates is the number one private farmland owner in America. Number two is the PLA, the People's Liberation Army, which is the CCP out of China. That's just buying up all the farmland inside of America. You buy it, and Bill's not farming on it. He's not ranching on it. He's just buying it and then letting it die so that he can, he can go and make billions and billions, like he did off of vaccinations, make billions and billions of dollars off of his lab-made meat, which will shorten your life, just like his vaccinations. Remember, wants to lower the Earth's population. Using vaccinations, he wants to lower the Earth's population using his, his lab-made meat, which nobody buys. Nobody buys the fake meat. Look at Whenever you go to your local grocery store, go to the fake meat area. Nobody's buying that, that, that waste. So they, get, they just attack people like Amos Miller because Amos Miller is a choice for us. He's an alternative for us. They don't want, him to, they don't want us to be able to buy food from independent contractors. They want to be able to turn off your food source whenever they want so you can't have independent contractors who will sell you meat, that will sell you milk, raw or otherwise. Eventually, they'll come after all of us who have chickens. I've got chickens. My neighbor's got chickens. Most of my neighbors have chickens. Yeah. Not most. Some of my neighbors have chickens. But a lot of them do. I don't know what the percentage is. 40% of my neighbors have chickens. They'll come after that because that will be illegal. You're not allowed to have them because you have to have a permit. And who issues the permit? The same people trying to leverage you into a one-world commerce system with a singular access point, i.e. permitting, where they allow you into the commerce system or they don't, don't, allow, they don't allow you in. That's why they have to get rid of the Amos Millers of the world because he is his own commerce system, not controlled by them.
So they try to permanent him out of existence, out of existence, regulate him out of existence. Yep. Cut off his co- his customer base, run him out of business because you're not. It's illegal for you to sell raw milk. Why? Why? Why is it illegal to sell raw milk? We're all adults. I don't need you to tell me what's misinformation. I don't need to tell you. I don't need you to tell me what's disinformation. I don't need to tell you what's. I don't need you to tell me what's healthy. I mean, 50 years ago, not even 50 years ago, 50, 15 years ago, cholesterol was going to kill everybody. Now, nobody ever say cholesterol doesn't matter. Yeah. Mask, you know, you get, Anthony Fauci, don't wear a mask. It doesn't do anything. Then Anthony Fauci, wear a mask. Then Anthony Fauci, wear two masks. Then Anthony Fauci, wear an N95. Anthony Fauci, vaccine, don't, don't take the Trump vaccine. Anthony Fauci, take seven of them. And by the way, we're up to eight. So everybody knows. They now want elderly people to take an eighth vaccine, the sixth booster. Wow. And the people most victimized by these experts are the elderly. So the, the whole thing is, is they are trying to limit your choices. Not even limit them. Take away all your choices so that the only choices you have, they control. That's why they go after Amos Mill. That's why they want to take away your meat. So that they control the food system. If they control the food system, then they control access to the food system. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. video. Wonder what the deal is behind Ukraine? What's the real deal behind Ukraine? Play it for me, other. This is a war that should have never happened. It's a war that Russians tried repeatedly to settle on terms that were very, very beneficial to Ukraine and us. The major thing they wanted was for us to keep NATO out of the Ukraine. The big military contractors want to add new countries to NATO all the time. Why? Because then that country has to conform its military purchases to NATO weapon specifications, which means certain companies, Northrop Northrop Grumman, Raytheon, General Dynamics, Boeing, and Lockheed, get a trapped market. Through March of 2022, we committed $113 billion. Just to give you an example, we could have built a home for almost every homeless person in this country. We then committed another $24 billion since then, two months ago, and now President Biden is asking for another $60 billion. But the big, big expenses are going to come after the war, when we have to rebuild all the things that we destroyed. Mitch McConnell was asked, can we really afford to spend $113 billion to Ukraine? He said, don't worry. It's not really going to Ukraine. It is it's going, going to, to American defense manufacturers. So he just admitted it's a money laundering scheme. And who do you think owns every one of those companies? BlackRock. Uh, BlackRock. So Tim Scott, during the Republican debate, said, don't worry. It's not a gift to Ukraine. It's a loan. So raise your hand if you think that that loan's ever getting paid back. Yeah, of course it's not. So why do they call it a loan? Because if they call it a loan, they can impose loan conditions. And what are the loan conditions that we impose on? Number one, an extreme austerity program, so that if you're poor in Ukraine, you're going to be poor forever. Number two, most important, Ukraine has to put all of its government-owned assets up for sale to multinational corporations, including all of its agricultural land, the biggest single asset in Europe, in Ukraine. There's been a thousand years of war fought over that land. It's the richest farmland in the world. It's the breadbasket of Europe. 500,000 kids almost 
Ukrainians have died to keep that land as part of Ukraine. They almost certainly didn't know about this loan condition. They've already sold 30% of it. The buyers were DuPont, Cargill, and Monsanto. Who do you think owns all of those companies? Yeah, BlackRock. And then in December, President Biden gave out the contract to rebuild Ukraine. And who do you think got that contract? BlackRock. So they're doing this right in front of us. They don't even care that we know anymore because they know that they can get away with it. And how do they know that? Because they have a strategy. And that strategy is an old, old strategy, which is they keep us at war with each other. They keep us hating on each other. They keep the Republicans and Democrats fighting each other, black against white, and all these divisions that they sow. If you like this video and you want to learn more about me. Thanks, man. All right, so there you go. Like a lot of things that Robert F. Kennedy Jr. says, too bad he's pro-choice, so that's a sad thing. But anyway, they, 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 when it comes to Ukraine, again, and I, and I use this Bible verse all the time, and I hope that you haven't gotten sick of it, but it's, it's John 8, 44 and 45. You belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth. For there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Yet because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. John 8, 44 and 45. These people are galactic homicidal maniacs. All of them. The globalist left tards, that's who they are. They, they soullessly murder 40 to 80 million babies per year. We know that. In the womb. It doesn't stop there. We all know about COVID. I mean, you don't have time to get into that tonight. They created COVID which killed people. They created masking and their mitigations and their lockdowns, which killed people. The vaccinations, which killed people. Then the next layer of vaccinations are killing more people. Next layer of vaccinations kill more people. They're homicidal. They belong to their father, the devil, who was a murderer from the beginning. So they don't think twice, and the love of money is the root of all evil. 1 Timothy 6.10. They do not think twice about murdering people for money. They don't care. They don't, they don't think twice about locking people up in prison for crimes they know they didn't commit. They sleep like babies tonight. If you and I did that, we would be haunted by our conscience. We'd be haunted by the Holy Ghost. And God, those are two different things. I'm just saying, as a Christian, we'd be haunted by both. If we royally screwed people over, we would be haunted by those things. They're not. They belong to their father, the devil, and they want to carry out their father's desires. So they, there's many of them. Abortion's one. COVID's one. Many others. Sex trafficking through the southern border. They love it all. That They don't care. They're not bothered by their hypocrisy because it's not hypocrisy. It's hierarchy. It's hierarchical hypocrisy. So back to Ukraine. So here's, here's how it works. It's the same thing. Leverage you into one world commerce system. Again, it's all from the devil. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead, and then no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark of the name of the beast and the number of his name. Leverage you into a one-world commerce system, a single access point. A mark on your right hand or on your forehead starts off with QR codes and on devices. So with, with Ukraine, it's no different. So they start a war in Ukraine. Remember, the war was started by Joe Biden and Boris Johnson. Did you get that name right there? Boris Johnson. Yep, right? yep. I always say the wrong name. And Boris Johnson. This, this is all settled. Vladimir Putin, Vladimir Putin agreed. You know, as long as 
Ukraine doesn't go into NATO, it's over. War's over. Volodymyr Zelensky signed on. World, It's over. It's over. Former Israeli prime minister testifies to this. It's over. Boris Johnson wouldn't allow it. Joe Biden wouldn't allow it. They wanted the war. For various reasons, covering for Democratic Party malfeasance inside of Ukraine being one of them, where you have Metabiota, partially owned by Hunter Biden, Bioweapons Lab, which was sending money to the, uh, the uh, Wuhan Institute of Virology. You don't have time to get into all that right now. Pravat Bank. See, I keep getting into it by telling you and, and saying that I'm not getting into it. <laughs> Burisma, all the various Romney malfeasance inside of Ukraine, Pelosi malfeasance inside of Ukraine. Ukraine must burn. But while everything always benefits them, so what they're burning to the ground to cover for their mal- malfeasance, they'll make money off of what They'll make money off of the rebuild of what they're burning to the ground. They make everything benefits them 100%. So what they do is they start a war. They did. Boris Johnson, Joe Biden started this war, bombing the Northern Street Pipeline. They started the war. They made it happen. They perpetuated the war. You're like, Tom, you sound like a Putin sick of I'm not a Putin. I'm not anything on Putin. Putin's a dictator. Volodymyr Zelensky's a dictator. They want to fight. So it's a, it's a, it's a uh, Slavic battle that's been going on for generations. But anyway, so they start a war. And, and Voldemar Zelensky's a willing pawn in it. And Putin's not innocent 100% either, except for, need to remember, that they, the regions that he's trying to get, which is uh, Donetsk, and now I forgot the other one. Luhansk. Luhansk and Donetsk. You're awesome, Aaron. Thank you. Luhansk and Donetsk are the two what they call breakout provinces on the eastern side of Ukraine, which were asking Putin to come in. Russian-speaking, habitually molested by... Um, the Ossoff Battalion, the Nazis inside of Ukraine. I'm talking about people being killed, people being uh, mauled, injured, whatever it may be, harassed constantly by the Ossoff Battalion. They were asking for Voldemort, but they were asking for Putin to invade. That's a fact. Sorry, yep. you don't like it? I don't care. That's the facts. So war wasn't supposed to happen. The war, the war was supposed to stop. And what I'm talking about earlier was the war was already going on. Voldemort Zelensky... And Vladimir Putin both agreed to end it as long as Ukraine would not enter into NATO. It was over. But Boris Johnson, for some reason, obviously some nefarious reason, of course Joe Biden, many nefarious reasons, had to have this war go on. Why? Well, the money has to be made. So NATO regulations are, <laughs> you got to get this. I mean, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. That in these conflicts, there's NATO regulations about who can provide military aid. And I'm, talking, I'm not talking about countries. I'm talking about companies. Remember, fascism is the merging of government and corporatism. So there's NATO regulations about who can sell bullets and who can sell planes and who can sell tanks. And what's really weird is like Raytheon one. Remember Raytheon? That's where Lloyd Austin's from. Lockheed Martin. Only these multinational military industrial complex companies actually qualify mm. Weird, isn't it? Yeah. That's like leveraging you into a one-world commerce system with a singular access point. Only these companies qualify to provide armaments in the war. Oh, my gosh. And all of those companies are owned by Black Frickin' Rock. And then they call all of our aid, two to three hundred billion it's going to be, to... The Ukraine, they call it a loan, and then they demand, they call it a loan so that Ukraine then has to liquidate all of its government-owned assets, sell them to multinational conglomerate companies, 
which are all owned, Aaron, put yourself on, which are all owned by? BlackRock. Boom. BlackRock <laughs> again. And then after they burn Ukraine to the ground, they get the IMF funding, which then plays, put yourself back on there, which IMF <laughs> then pays? BlackRock. BlackRock to rebuild the country. Oh, my gosh. That's what's going on in Ukraine. Love you all. Back here Thursday night, 8.30. I'll actually be on time. <laughs> a little late today. Not going to tell you why. A little late, but I will just say it wasn't my fault. <laughs> we'll be back here Thursday night, on time, full 90 minutes. If you're, I went overtime anyway, 21 minutes of overtime. Listen now, I know I say this all the time. You got to stick around for the post game. You got to see the post game videos. You got to see them. They're great. Aaron and I put them together. You got to see them. It's not that long. Nobody's talking in between one video after another. Stick around for the post game. Love you all. See you Thursday night, 8.30. You need to like, you know, understand that you're not going to spend all of eternity standing there like a bump on a log. Who's the, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven, according to Matthew chapter 18, verse 4? Those who approach him like a child. And some of you, you're just, you're very stoic and you're actually, it's not that you're stoic, it's that you're prideful. Get those hands in the air and worship God. It's Yahweh. You're not, you're not worshiping me or the church. You're worshiping Yahweh, the almighty God of Israel, who is worthy of an uplifted hand, who is worthy of a shout of joy. He's worthy. If you enjoyed watching the Tom Lipley podcast, please consider investing in our program. Go to TomLipley.com and donate $25 or more and we will send you this TLP mug warmer. We look forward to you tuning in next week and thank you for giving.